Dear listeners, here it is, another week, another episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea show, That's My Brother, Mason Creepy Crimes Williams. And I'm Mason Creepy Crimes Williams. Welcome to Welcome to Night Vale. It's an invention podcast brought to you by Squarespace, home of the Angry Whopper. Challenge your taste buds today. What are we making today, Luke? Uh, You can't prepared. (laughs) Um... So I introduced you as Mason, then you introduced you as Mason, and then asked me what we were making today, Luke. Well, I mean, by this point, I think our listeners are familiar with our podcast, and indeed, anyone who isn't familiar with our podcast is familiar with all podcasts, and so they would have been aware that you are Luke, because I am Mason. I mean, it is... That's just how you derive that. It is possible, possible, mind you, that, uh... They saw, oh, what's this? A podcast about two brothers? Uh, Let's see what this is about. And figured out that it was two voices and therefore two identities and the names were sort of secondary. Uh, Okay. But yeah, we're. I th- I feel like we're optimizing for sure. We're definitely getting to our best introduction yet. <laughs> this is the greatest of our introductions. But you know what? It's time the, the the two of us. We're going to invent things. We're not gonna dilly dally around. We're gonna work together and make a thing. What are we making, Luke? I already asked you that, but you didn't tell me. So I'm gonna ask you again, and you're gonna fucking tell me what right. are we making today? Fair enough. You said dilly dally. Well, it's that's a funny. Uh, funny story, because if you... Please, please continue with this segue. I want to hear it. If you dilly, that's kind of of, of silly. And dally, musical instrument. We're making a musical instrument. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Good segue. Love it. Okay. So, huh. Um, any ideas? I do actually have ideas. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I actually put some thought into this before we started. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was thinking uh, about the different categories of musical instrument. You've got your woodwinds. Yes. You got your brass. Yes. You got your strings. Yes. You got your percussion. Yes. And, you know, more recently you have, you know, synth and your wub-wubs and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was thinking particularly of different types of... Of things and like how the sound is produced and uh, with brass you got your trombone right and you have the tube the resonating chamber of the trombone it extends and you can you know uh, it, it lengthens and that changes the pitch mm-hmm. same thing with woodwind you've got your uh, slide whistle where you right. can pull the bottom in and out that's basically the woodwind version of the trombone uh and then on the string side you've got instruments uh like the say the steel guitar where you can you know uh go back and forth along the string and change the pitch but then i was thinking what is the percussion version of that and i don't think there is one so Uh, here's uh, my pitch okay imagine if you will in your lap you've got a wooden tube yes and then inside that wooden tube there's another 
wooden tube that's got a handle leading off to the side. So you got one hand, you're, you know, uh, extending and shrinking that wooden tube. With your other hand, you're beating on the tube. So it's like, and you can basically have one instrument that provides different pitches, but it's the percussion version of that. Um. Okay. Responses <laughs> yes, to a few please. of the different points here. I know uh, I monopolized that for like a minute, so fine. by all means, so, we are ready for your response. I will remain quiet. Uh, not quite equally uh, equal in in mechanics, but similar in an adjustable pitch for mm-hmm. a percussive instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that came to mind was the roto tom, uh, which I have no idea what that is. You, it's called roto as in rotate, and you you hit it. And you turn it as uh-huh. you hit it, and it uh, adjusts. Um, it adjusts the pitch of the the drum. So okay. Sometimes I know you get that in like the Neverhood soundtrack, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's got kind of like a foreboding sort of sound that it's coming, boom, like sounds like that. Like yeah. that. You, that is usually a rototom. Uh, very okay. much a specialized instrument that's just used for just that. Like, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the sliding tube thing, um, I gotta say that that seems like, and mind you, it's only one uh, one group that it's coming from, but Blue Man Group is definitely doing that. Oh, you're talking about, like, the uh, the PVC tube thing that they do. Yeah, I mean, it's not wood, but adjustable length of tube that they're banging on yeah, that's that's their shtick. Like a part of their shtick. They have a lot of shtick. Yeah, they do have a, a great deal of shtick. Uh, but yeah, like this is like a more classy version of that. This is one that you could bring to an orchestra. Okay, and I I acknowledge that as like their ah, man. I mean, I wonder if something like that exists somewhere in some culture because it does seem like a sort of a uh a predictable thing. Another thing that comes to mind is um strangely when you talk about um percussion with adjustable pitch mm-hmm. technically all of the like piano instruments fall into that because of all their little mallets but even like the xylophone the marimba uh the glockenspiel like all of those still have pitch and they're still things that you hit so yeah but th- that's not adjustable though that's like that's uh, true. a a bitmap that's true yeah um you know what's an interesting sound? What's that? You know how when you have like a metal pot and it's like half full of water and you're like bring it somewhere and you hit it against something and you get that boing boing. Yes, noise? I do. I love that noise. Yes, I do. And god damn it, I'm going to make a lot of work for myself, but um uh okay, so here's here's a cop here's a, an example of that sound. All right, now here's one other thing that I'm going to bring to your attention, uh, Mason. If you were to touch, if you were to bang like a reverberating metal thing, like say a tuning fork, yeah, and then submerge it in water, it has a really great sound too. Uh, so I found I found something like a tuning fork, and here's an example of that sound of it going into water. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so like that, uh, like I don't even know how you would get. Okay, okay. Here's the thing: sound is vibration in a medium, 
Uh, so you have sound in the air. That's what we normally hear sound in. But you also have sound underwater. In theory, you could have different sounds in all different kinds of you know liquids and gases. Like we know you inhale helium, right? Your pitch changes. So how about an instrument where the pitch is constant, but it changes the gas or liquid that it's in to change pitch. So instead of in any way lengthening or shortening it or like having different versions of it, you just have the one thing you're hitting, just talk, 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 talk. But you're swapping out chambers of what the vibration is traveling through. That's, I can't think of a way to make that like functional as, as an instrument without just duplicating it a bunch of times with the different, settings like it's it's like the the different glasses with the different amounts of water in them so that you can you know uh play, you know what's great is glasses. is that uh this instrument has not been used for a while but mm. the, you know uh there was an instrument called the glass harmonica not harmonica there's no h it's an harmonica mm-hmm. and it's basically uh like this was used hundreds of years ago this is a thing uh it's a picture like a lathe Mm -hmm. uh like a glass thing that's spinning in front of you and it actually has like fluid to it and you're touching it on different points with your fingers interesting and it makes a noise it's it's actually really cool so it's just like a constantly motorized thing then uh but like not a motor that would make a noise i think it's more like like keep in mind this is hundreds of years ago i think it's sort of like an old-timey um sewing machine you know how you would have like a pedal that you right. would do yeah that but it's like a glass rod with different widths and it's spinning through like a little trough of water and you're playing it with your moist fingertips wow that that is i feel like i knew about that but i like the last time i heard about it was was like when we were living together <laughs> which <laughs> would have been more than like half of our lifetimes ago yeah, the only reason that I can bring it to mind at all, and it's not just a static entry in my mental encyclopedia, mm-hmm. is I did happen to watch an episode of a television show called Sleepy Hollow, okay. uh, and in that they did have a flashback to a period that was like back during like the 1700s, and just like as an incidental thing in the background, they had somebody playing one of these things. Okay, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a pivot. Okay. Um, because I like all the stuff we're talking about, but okay. it, it all kind of belongs sort of in a in a particular camp, and I wanna I wanna discuss some other stuff. Okay, pivot. Um, things I like with musical instruments. Um, I there's always sort of an inherent uh, DIY soundscape, like drum, like I built a drum kit out of blank mm-hmm. um, sounds that sound really cool, and um, you get this with the remember that one Tarzan song? I believe it was a Phil Collins song where the, like the monkeys were all playing with the junk. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like you could tell that it was found sounds, right? That they that they were animating essentially what they were actually playing in the sound studio. Like, okay, so this this is an actual question that I was planning on asking you, and I can't believe that we got to this place simultaneously. But this is the question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Where is the dividing line between a musical instrument and a foley performance? Who? I mean, okay, so this is this this goes into something else as well. Um, 
I'm going to not answer that question for a second and pivot, <laughs> okay. pivot to, an, right. to another thing. Um, I saw a very, very good uh, street drummer, which are okay. always fun to watch. Um, if they're good, yeah. If they're good, yes. Um, but instead of it being just a guy sitting on a bucket near some other buckets with some drumsticks and maybe improvising a little bit on, on like the side of the bucket or, or on the ground or whatever... Mm-hmm. This guy had, like, a ring of junk. And he was just, like, he every couple of bars, he would do, like, a thing. And every couple of bars, he would um, shift a little to the left. And then okay. just, like, incorporate a new thing, but maybe phase out another thing. And he had, like, a progression to the entire ring that was mm-hmm. really cool. But then another thing he would do every once in a while is there would be, like, a piece of scrap metal... And you know how, like, uh, you know how, like, if you got, uh, like, a four-bar count, it's like, and then the fourth yeah. bar is, like, you have a blank spot where you can essentially put anything so long mm-hmm. as you recontextualize it by going back into the into the drum beat. He would just, mm-hmm. like, take a piece of metal from, like, his pile of junk, throw it in the air on bar three... And just stop, and it would hit the ground on bar four, and then he would keep going. <laughs> That's incredible. And it was perfect. So, yeah. all right, I mean, that seems like the most fun thing. Like, I mean, you know, making music is its own fun in its own right, based on whatever role you seek to, to play. That seemed like he's found an improvisational style, which is sort of unprecedented in a way. Like, he could literally just, like pick something out of somebody's hand and throw it in the ground and it would have its proper place because he would know where to put it. Okay, so maybe that's the answer to the question of the dividing line between Foley and musical instrument. Like, it doesn't matter if you're punching a watermelon, you know, to to simulate the sound of punching a person. As long as you're doing it in 4-4 time, that's a musical (laughs) instrument. Yeah. Huh. I mean... I mean, that goes back a, a ways. I mean, that goes back as far oh my as... God. I'm picturing an action scene in a movie now where the guy's just, like, punching a dude, but just out of nowhere in the middle of the action scene, he just starts punching him in 4-4 time. <laughs> and he's just, like, playing a song on the guy's head. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think back to where the origins of this might be, and I mm-hmm. feel like it basically had to have been from around when we swallowed just simple 4-4 sequencing for, like, dance music, I feel like that was when that had to have started. But anyway, uh, we don't need to delve too far into genre. That might be another week. We're talking about musical instrument. Um, And I just sort of wanted to highlight the fact that performance can be a very, very fun part of it. If it's a very, very fun instrument, it's just as fun to watch being played as it is to hear, you know, what actually comes out of it. Well, I I believe, like, that's the difference between a fiddle and a violin, right? Like, it, it's the same fucking instrument, but the way in which you play it makes it a different thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, maybe we don't need to invent an, invent, an, an existing instrument. We just need to take an instrument that already exists, play it in a different way, and now it's a new new instrument. Okay, uh, what about uh, playing a ruler on the side of a desk? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is sort of just, like, slapping. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, not slapping the ruler on the desk. I mean, pinning the ruler to the desk with a little bit of overhang and then playing mm-hmm. the, o- like, plucking the overhang and having okay. to do that, like... I'm just trying to see if there's anything well, at well, my desk. Well, now the, the interesting thing there is you, you know, move it in, move it out. You get different tones. You can actually match up how far on the ruler is each tone. And you can say, okay, three centimeters is C, three and a half centimeters is C sharp. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like there's some missed opportunity there that... Has anybody really, really mastered the the art form of playing the ruler on the desk? I am sure there are many children in schools, as we speak, who are playing that at a virtuoso level. Mm. But here's the thing. As soon as they graduate, they stop playing that for like three consecutive days. They're going to lose it. That's true. You got to hang on to that ruler, ruler skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do we want? What else do we want? Okay, so uh, we've got we've got our our primary uh, categories. You know, the woodwind, the brass, the mm-hmm. percussion, the string, the synth. Uh, are we wanting something that is definitively in one of those categories, or do we want to try and get like a platypus that's between the, those categories, or do we want to try and invent a different category altogether? I f- I'm feeling like different category is kind of our style. Uh, True. But also, um, if especially if we go into like the Foley kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. we're going to get into something kind of weird that that maybe takes a while to set up, uh, <laughs> um, that it will kind of invariably cross genres of, of musical instrument. Um. Hmm. Or categories. I, well, I, t- I tell you what I want. Uh, I don't want whatever we make. I w- I do not want something where you could just sample it and then pitch it up and down, send it to a keyboard, play it, and then have that be just as good as what we make. No, Fair that that I want something where you have to have the instrument to get the sound. Okay. Now. Hmm. Let's talk for a second about uh, associated culture, okay. right? So you have a fair number of um, uh, Asian instruments, uh, the koto, the shamisen, uh, uh-huh. which will sort of denote a certain uh, flavor. And okay. indeed, that's a certain sort of like, especially when you try and fuse those instruments into somewhere where they don't belong, you suddenly get like, oh, I get it's going for this kind of flavor. Uh, a less conventional one being like the accordion that sort of is is like Scandinavian, French, Russian. Uh, that sort of crosses a bunch of different uh, countries, but it still denotes like a certain thing. Like you don't hear accordion in most Western pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down to India and you've got like uh, the sitar and the tabla and, and like it's got that that's got its own sound and its own rhythms. And they've got the uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, uh, not, it's not semitones. It's like semi semitones. Like they've got the 
the scale that goes a way more wonky than we're used microtones. to. Microtones. Mike it is I guess it is microtonal. Yeah, microtonal. Nanotones. I feel like it's called microtonal. Uh they've got microtonal scales that they use because they can hear that a little bit more naturally because they've grown up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to us, it sounds just kind of like weird. Uh, that's that's not fair to say, but it kind of is. I mean, it no, seems I mean, foreign. Music, much like color or like the flavors of food, is very much uh, like your perception is based on your conditioning. Mm. Yep, I know. So, okay, now here's, here's another big question. All right. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, we what we bring to the table is Canadian, and yes. when you think Canadian, I guess you sort of think like maybe some folk music or like harmonica kind of like you're you're you know you're you're on the rails. I pretty much just think of the bare naked ladies. Full stop. Okay, and that's fair too. Um, bare naked ladies do sort of get to be. A, a more classical Canadian sound, and, and I guess technically Drake, but I don't really count him as music. That's that's the other thing. Modern modern Canadian music being like more uh, Drake, and I guess Bieber, like just because they sort of came no, from Bieber, here. Bieber, we revoked Bieber. He's, he's <laughs> but, American now. But that's like it doesn't define a Canadian sound. Uh, yeah, and and the weekend too. The, those. Those three Wait, are. What, 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 hang on, the weekend is Canadian. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, weekends from uh, from Toronto. Did not know that. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so you got. You got all these guys coming from Canada, going to the states, and then getting big with their pop hits, but they're not doing like a Canadian sound. And <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just put this one out there uh, at the time of recording this. Uh a song just sort of started charting, uh, or maybe it was charting from the spring, uh, Desposito. Have you heard? Yes. Yeah. Now, here's one of the tragic things about Desposito. Uh-huh. Uh, a is that it only did as well as it did because they threw Bieber's name on it, even though he contributed very little. Um, yeah. Also, uh, also, the fact that you're pronouncing that middle syllable incorrectly, which, to be fair, it's not English. So go ahead. You, you des, despacito. Despacito? Yeah. Well, I mean, des, don't put the you know, accent you're, no, on it. But Yes, you're no, you're right. You're right. Let me try again. Despacito. Yes. Um the other tragic thing is it is the first Spanish language predominantly uh pop song that has charted in uh the States in twenty one years since the Macarena. Wow. Yeah. Which is I like mean, they they had a Korean language. They had yep. like fucking Opa Gangnam style, and that was, uh, I, I assume it was Korean. It it was, but okay. like that there was the, the the I mean, it's not like you have all these other languages bidding for the attention of the the Billboard 100, but, <laughs> um, the sad part is that. It's so close to Mexico and the southern United States has like such uh Latin American and Texan American Well now now here's here's the thing. The Spanish language guys uh in Despacito, they're Puerto Rican. And Puerto Rico, even though they refuse to recognize it as a state, that's a US territory. On that track, the guy speaking English is Canadian, the guy speaking Spanish are American. Hmm. 
Uh, not not quite. I don't believe it's one to one. I think there's some English lines for the uh, for the Spanish speakers as well. Anyway, we're getting more than a little bit off topic. Quite a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, but I want. Let's get back to the cultural thing. As Canadians, yes. Let's let's pot- let's potentially talk about establishing a Canadian sound and how we could go about doing that. Okay. Uh, so what is a resource we have here in Canada that cannot be duplicated elsewhere, particularly in the United States? We, Don't say maple syrup I know, because they I was, have that in Vermont. Yes, I was going to say we cannot just dip our glass harmonica device in a vat of maple syrup. Oh, to that make would it be so gross. That no. would be so gross. Um, okay, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? does canada sound different from the states like if you just sampled the nature i mean we got like loons well i mean presumably canadians are different from americans so if a canadian is singing is that a canadian sound if a canadian is clapping is that a canadian sound well is clapping an instrument the canadian accent Yes. Uh, now, and here's a funny thing, just touching on this real quick. I don't know if we sound particularly Canadian right now, but I did have a v- weird cultural exchange where I, I uh, was talking with someone in an airport in Chicago, uh-huh. and I swear to you I was talking no differently from how I, I normally talk right here, mm-hmm. and she could not understand me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm like, either that person from Chicago is so used to the Chicago accent or maybe I'm just tired or slurring my words or something, but I'm pretty sure I'm articulating normal English sentences here. Yeah, I think we're pretty much baseline Queen's English here. Uh, I sort of actually have the opposite issue because I immerse myself in uh, American culture so much. My wife is American. When I'm on the job uh, at my call center, uh, multiple times this has happened the customer I'm speaking with will assume that I'm from somewhere in the southern United States. They'll say, oh, are you from Tennessee? Are you from Texas? And I'm like, mm. no, I'm born and raised Canadian. I just sound like this. Hmm. But, I mean, there is sort of a... There is a Canadian accent. Yes. And it's different where you go, too. Like, it would be different on the East Coast from the North from the West. You, you know, another weird thing, I did not know this, mm. uh, the phrase bear with me. This is another thing that I learned doing uh, tech support at this call center is whenever I'm speaking with someone out on the West Coast, uh, you know, in BC, yeah. and I use the phrase, oh, bear with me, because, you know, yeah. you're on a technical support call or whatever, you're going to use that phrase. I got to do something. Right. They always comment on it and they're like, oh, it's so weird that out East you people say the phrase bear with me. I didn't realize that that was a regional thing. It's like, yeah, man, there's no bears involved. That's <laughs> so weird. But yeah, no, okay. Um, okay, there... so here's what we do. We get the, like, the Muppaphone, but we take out the Muppets and we replace it with Canadians. And you just have individually tuned Canadian citizens and you hit them with mallets. <laughs> and no. they just go, hey, 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 hey. I do do not like that. <laughs> I'm just okay. going to go out, go ahead and go out on a limb here and say, I don't think that's a practical invention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
Um, I mean, what what comes first here? The wanting to make it Canadian, wanting to make it a practical instrument, wanting to make it a unique sound and really like something new. I mean, okay, let's talk about another thing here. Um, you were talking about how synth sort of like breaks the mold and yeah. does something else. Um, yes. It would be nice to be able to incorporate a, ni- a fusion of analog and and synth. Um, okay, okay. Like, it's always interesting to see when you have like synth synth drums that are acoustically being played, or like basically anything that comes out of a guitar. Uh, well, like the the ultimate example of of that, of course, is the theremin, because the theremin is an electronic sound, but it's analog. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking, can we do something similar, where, like, maybe not one to one a theremin, but something that still is a synthesized sound maybe very adjustable, very customizable, but you play it a new way. Okay, okay. Uh, so similar to an accordion where you got two different hands doing two different things. On one side, you've got like the guitar type thing where you're playing notes, but then on the other side, you have the speaker is going to a cone or a tube and you're lengthening and shortening that. So you're adjusting the pitch in analog of what's already coming out digital. Now, what do you mean? what do you mean by cone? I mean, like, okay, picture like a gramophone, how it's got that big right, uh, right, right. cone okay. coming out the top. So you've got the speaker, and then there's like a cone or a tube or something extending out from the speaker. So the speaker's down in that tube, and you're adjusting that tube in real time analog with your other hand, and that adjusts the tone of what's coming out of the speaker. So you're playing with the one hand, you're fucking with the tube with your other hand, so it's digital, goes into the tube, and then you're adjusting that sound in analog. Hmm. I I like that. It it also lends itself a little to some like customizable tricks. Like you yeah. could put a you could put a mute on there. And yeah, do get like a wah 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 wah. wah, wah, wah. wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I just want to take a second, if I may. Speaking of that muted sound, uh, this is my impression mm-hmm. of Charlie Brown. Okay. Going through puberty. Okay. <clears throat> Gosh, I saw the red-headed girl in class the other day. She is so pretty. And when she bent over to pick up her pencil, I just... (laughs) And I hope that maybe one day I could take her out on a date and... (laughs) And then she'd... Hmm. Got a little racy there. Yeah, that, that that is my Charlie Brown joke. Don't worry, I, I, I wanted to give everybody the real experience, so I uncensored that in post. <laughs> okay, good. Excellent. So, um, here's another thing I, I, let's talk about. Uh, tap dancing. Tap dancing. Yeah. Playing an instrument, almost, with your feet. Yeah. I like it. Which, I, uh, it's certainly not the only instrument you play with your feet. You got the kick drum. Yep. Uh, I remember, oh, there's this dude I saw on YouTube, and he had, like, a looper that would loop his voice. And so he's doing all this stuff with the mic, but then he's also controlling the different loops of sound with his feet and various pedals. Hmm. So he was awesome. I'm trying to imagine something really touchy with the fingers, too. 
Like, mm. I want to get the, I want to get something as articulate as a harp in okay. there. Like, okay. I love okay. the way that a harp works, but I love the way that like one plays a harp and how the flourishes can be these full hand drag things, but generally you have this like very spider like claw hand thing going where you have to pluck certain things with like up to all 10 of your uh digits at once okay 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 so uh here's the thing is like i said the difference between a fiddle and a violin is all in how you play it so a harp is a very classy delicate sort of ethereal kind of instrument but if we could just play it in a more badass way then it becomes a different instrument even if it's not physically any different Mm, okay okay Tell me if you think this is too extreme. Okay. Okay. Get it. You get a harp. Yes. And then you get a chainsaw. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then. And then you destroy the harp. Yeah. I think it got away from me a little. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's the, the strings are not going to stand up to that, my friend. Okay. Okay. Let me try again. Okay. You get a harp. Yes. And you get a weed whacker. <laughs> no, same problem. And it's slightly gentler, but it's still going to be like uh, what you would want. What you would want. Okay. okay. Picture the bow that you have on an instrument such as a violin. Yes. But it's a circular version of it, and it's spinning sort of like a circular saw, but it's just the string of a bow that's somehow spinning. Okay. And then you hold that up to the strings of the harp, and you're going back and forth with it. How you say somehow spinning? Are we using a motor again? Because yeah, yeah, but it's, it's it's very quiet, quiet motor. We don't want the sound of like a two-stroke fucking lawnmower engine. No, we got like a again perhaps a pedal powered thing, uh, and you've just got this spinning circular bow. And I'm not sure how you have a tension string in a circle, but you have that going, and then you just hold it up to the individual strings of the harp. Hmm. Now, what's interesting about that is that that sort of eliminates the dynamic, uh, the dynamics of it. Like when you when you have a guitar and you pluck mm-hmm. a string and it's mm-hmm. got like, you know, a loud sound at the beginning and fades out and then it's gone. And mm-hmm. when you have other instruments like say, uh, like a piano, you can either play the key down and it'll have its one version, but you pull the pedal down, it's got a longer version. Mm-hmm. With like the violin, you just get used to when you will pull your bow one way or the other way, and it can essentially you could essentially hold a note forever. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like a, a wind instrument, like a you know that's got the limits of the human lungs. But if it's like the bagpipe, so long as you're filling the bag up and squeezing it, again, it could go on forever. As... Yeah, yeah, no, the bagpipe, the accordion, uh, and again, that glass harmonica. You just hold the one note, it'll just be a constant note forever. What you need is, like, a source of energy leading in, and then you control that energy, and as long as that energy is consistent, you can hold a note indefinitely. So whether that energy be the bag full of air, or the accordion full of air, or the harmonica spinning, or a fucking hurdy-gurdy, you can, you can just keep it going. Hmm. Another innovation, just throwing this out there because it's on topic, um, was that somebody did make a digital version of an electric guitar bow. And uh, all I know is that you like you put it on your fingertip or your thumb. I don't remember okay. exactly how it worked, but essentially it would 
potentially vibrate the string indefinitely or or this the synthesis of it going through the thumb or whatever would let you hold a note indefinitely so it it's like the first time i've ever seen someone play an electric guitar that just was able to sound like there was no end to the notes okay you know? okay my dude my dude my dude yeah. i've got it i'm bringing it all together are you ready yeah okay you get gloves on each fingertip you have a silently but perpetually vibrating pick almost you got your harp like thing with like hundreds of strings and you can touch the strings with your vibrating fingers get constant notes okay so that's going on up here but hmm. the sound is coming out of that it's going into a tube you're controlling that tube with your feet so after the sounds coming out of the harp thing you're also changing it as it goes into this tube and you can like adjust that with your feet in real time hmm. to fuck with that sound I like it, but the actual like the 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 foot controls kind of make sense for a little bit of it. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the concept of, I mean, it sounds like these perpetually perpetually vibrating fingertips would have an indefinite uh, like note length, mm -hmm. but it seems like a lost opportunity that w at least one foot could be like depressing an airbag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, you've got like five tubes per hand leading up to your fingers, and you're just perpetually working like a foot pedal to keep an airbag filled, and your fingers are vibrating because there's air pumping out of them. Maybe. Hey, that's not... A okay, so like air currents. Yeah. Generally, all of the air currents get harnessed into like tubes. Mm -hmm. But if we had it like up against a whole bunch of beer bottles, you could you could play the air jet along the uh, along the beer bottles. Okay. That's a, that's that's something else entirely. But it's that that's sort of similar to a pipe organ, though, because a pipe organ is basically a bunch of beer bottles connected to a keyboard. Yeah, I guess that's not too innovative. I was excited for a second because I felt like we were no, no, no. talking here, here, about a new category. Here, here's the thing. The 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 combination of woodwind and string. You've got air coming out of your five, uh, your ten fingers, right? It's constantly coming out of your fingers. You hold it up against the string. The string vibrates because you're blowing on it. Okay, here's another thought. We got the fingers working. We got the feet yeah. working. Yes. We're not using our mouth. And I can't think of another instrument. Uh, that's not sorry. That's not true. The, I can only think of a, a a couple instruments where using your actual voice, be it for beatboxing, singing, rapping, whatever, could have any sort of modulated outcome, save for a vocoder and uh, I'm I want to say a. Uh, whatever you, you call that. You are forgetting the What's one that? thing, which is the kazoo. I mean, yeah, there's the kazoo. Or the didgeridoo. There's the didgeridoo. <laughs> uh, didgeridoo is basically <laughs> a big kazoo. But, yeah, uh, or, or as but, I like to call it, the didgeridoo-don't. <laughs> okay, so instead of your foot providing constants thing, you just have the tube that runs to your ten fingers going up into your mouth and you're yelling into your fingers. And then you put your fingers on the strings and then the strings lead into the tube that you control with your feet. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with yelling into your fingers to make music. Indeed not. It, it, what, what purer expression of human creativity could there be? I want sticks. I want... You want sticks now? Yes, I'm not done with this. I need, I need sticks. We, we, need, we need to include every possible element from every musical instrument you have ever seen in passing. Do you want to include a saw? Do you want to have like the musical saw in there? Yes, there's room. Mason, okay, where, I just where said the, the musical saw and I thought of the movie saw as a musical and that's a very different thing. Oh my God, that could work. Fuck. Oh. That'll be another another week. Oh, the week. Broadway play of yeah. Saw. Oh, my God. That's actually, like, someone's working on that right now. There's Fuck no me. way that that is not already, anyway. Yeah. So, um, I want sticks. Where do the sticks go? Can we just <laughs> impale them in somewhere? You want sticks? Where do the sticks go? I, they don't even need to be used. I just, I just you want. just shove them in your ass. What do you think? <laughs> Come on. They could be on the ground nearby just for moral support. I don't. Uh, All right. No, so... the sticks, the sticks are inside the tube. So as you're moving it, generally they don't get engaged. But if you move it too fast, like you're jostling it, then you start getting like a percussion thing that comes out with the sound. What if the sticks were able to be used on the one, the, the cone at the bottom? You can use a stick on anything. Yeah, that's true. But like on the cone specifically, like if it was more of a big brass kind of like like a gramophone. And... Okay, so what does it sound like if you're playing a tuba and someone is banging on the tuba with <laughs> drumsticks as you're playing it? Is that a sound? You know, you make a good point. I feel like maybe that doesn't actually add to the tuba experience. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes it more inconvenient, certainly. But I want to hear that now. I mean, yes, I do too. Okay, uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Mason. Okay. I have not been following what we've made at all. What Can you <laughs> Do you want you me to over? give you the summary? Okay, yes, okay. Yes, I've I'm lost. I'm in the right. I'm in a wo- I'm in the woods. Okay, so of music music Number woods. number one thing, you got a tube in your mouth. Okay. Okay. And you're yelling into do the I tube. Spit in it? No, there's no spit. You can't spit. Well, could you could spit, but that there'd be like I, a little spit valve like I, a trumpet has. Can I swallow or am I just going to drool while I've got this thing in my mouth? It's up to you. If you can Yay. work it into the performance. I mean, right. unfortunately, this is going to be one of those instruments that you can't really Well, I guess you could because you've also got the uh your your left foot filling the airbag if you don't want to put your mouth on it. So you could sing while you play it. But most of the time, you don't use the foot. You use your mouth, and you're screaming into this tube. Screaming the, in a tube. Got it. Yes. Tube goes to junction box, goes to 10 surgical tubes. The 10 surgical tubes ro- go up your arms. Each one goes to an individual finger. Okay? Right. So you got 10 scream tubes coming out of your fingers. You then have a harp or like a smaller version, sort of like a lyre. Okay. Okay. And you're pressing your fingers up against the individual strings. So your screams are causing the strings to vibrate. Okay. That sound, there's like a, like a, a hood sort of like the, uh, the hood over your stove, but it's for sound and it's over the lyre. Uh, so the audience can't really see your fingers. They just take it for granted that you're actually playing. Uh, the hood captures that sound. 
goes yes. to a tube that has like a telescoping attachment. That's your other foot is attached to that. And you make the tube go in and out and lengthen and shorten it uh, in real time as you're playing. And that causes the scream harp sound going through the tube to also get like an aftertouch to it, get uh, higher or lower pitch as you lengthen or shorten the tube. So could there actually be a synthetic uh, element to it there that you can sort of turn on and off? You have like the acoustic version and you have the the like enhanced version that maybe you get more foot controls in there yeah. to, to make it even more like adjusted. Yeah, no, absolutely. There are other foot controls to this tube. It's not just you, you know wiggling a tube back and forth you got pedals you got aftertouch effects on that you can like auto-tune that you can like put mm. you know remixes into the foot you can okay. remix it with your foot and then it goes to the cone which you could do the wawa analog the wah-wah, again yes. and whatever else I, and I don't then a- it gets recorded and you have justin bieber sing uh and it's good okay now what if i was to kick the bottom well the same thing that happens if you kick any other musical instrument that isn't meant to be kicked you do get a unique sound yes but then the person playing it would be very upset with you okay fair what if you just run up on yo-yo ma kick the cello out from under him what if i used my hands for violence. You're already, you're already using your hands if you're playing this. You got tubes on your hands. What if I smashed them like like the Hulk? Like, can I play this vigor? Like, would people bang on a piano? You know, like, was it Guy Smiley from... <laughs> no. Guy Smiley was... did play... Guy, Guy Smiley was on Sesame Street, but there was the one composer who's like, oh, I'll never do it, I'll never do it, and he bangs his head on the, on the bangs piano. Bangs his head on the piano, yes. If yeah. you want to bash it with your forehead, you're already using every other part of your body like an octopus, but if you want to bash this with your forehead as you're playing, yes, you can do that. If you want to pelvic thrust at it, you can do that. If you want to, like, flex your... your uh, pelvic floor you can yes. you can control I something st- or other with that there's still farts you didn't <laughs> even <laughs> that's true if Let's you are a... lepetomane you can fart in tune as you do all of these things mason how do i get the fart into our instrument it's <laughs> it's gonna be into it's gonna be separate it's just gonna be flying out the back that's no good do you want more surgical tubes or do you want a Star Trek style transporter? Here, here's a question. Surprise the Star Trek me. Transporter. It made a noise. Did yes. anyone ever do like an installation art piece where they just transport themselves back and forth, but the transporter is tuned? Oh my God. I just realized that you really don't have too many artists in the Star Trek universe. You really like, don't. I mean, I, there you have artistic expressions here and there, but you, I don't seem to recall anybody being just like the Andy Warhol of the Star Trek universe. Well, I mean, you got aliens that do weird shit, and there are plenty of people who uh, will play musical instruments like Riker had a trombone. 
You know, there's plenty of people mm. who play musical instruments just incidentally, but the show is not about that. The show is about, you know, boldly going. And yeah. if you wanted to watch a show about playing music in space, then you could watch uh, our children's show where people have a musical instrument. Uh, uh, they have a, a band and they play music every episode. That's true. That's good true. Good team go. Yeah, it's, it is a good team. And it, it, is, go. it is a good team and they do go. Okay. So what? Uh, we still have to christen this this baby. The okay. two. I I kind of you you said the words scream harp and <laughs> and I kind of like that, but okay, it doesn't let, quite... let's shorten it to the scrarp. The scrarp. Scrarp. Yes. S C R A R P. Now here's the thing: as in as much as it doesn't sound like it's uh a cheap or effective instrument yet completely. Uh, I mean, if you put it in front of me, I would definitely play it. I mean, the physics of... I'm still kind of stuck on the physics of the sound actually traveling through those tubes. Like, I think it needs to be encouraged with power or amplification or something. Okay. Um, But other than that, other than, like, the ten needless steps that were involved, um, I, th- I think it would make a very custom sound, sure. And it would yeah. be... It would be the scrarp, and that would be our Canadian sound, I guess. It's very Canadian. Yeah, I'm feeling more patriotic right now just imagining the sound that that would make. And Luke, if I could impose upon you, I know you've been putting a lot of uh, sounds into this episode, like mm-hmm. the uh, the after work that you do on these, and I do appreciate that. I want. Oh to man, know. we didn't submerge any of this in. Wa- okay, so let's just dunk I, it in, the, in a tank of water sometimes. In a tank of maple syrup. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to need you to do, Luke, if you could just play us a little scrarp at the end of the episode. Yeah, that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> that would be very easy for you. Uh, okay. So here, here's here's the the common uh, C major scale on the scrarp. You, you ready? Here we I'm go. I'm ready. All right. Hang on. Let me let me actually get. Uh, Got to get ready here. Get your scrarp okay. out. I got the thing in my. Well, I got on my gloves. I got all the okay. tools on my fingers. Good. Okay, yeah. And I got ready. I got my foot here. Foot Good. here. Yeah. All right. And here's the C major scale of the scarf. And here we go. <gasps> Beautiful. There you go. Very nice. God damn it. I wonder how many how much time that's gonna take. <laughs> well, I mean, like until next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair enough. Speaking of next week, actually before we get to, to that part, let's do the, 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 the stuff first. Yes. Um yes. So uh, Thanks again to Squarespace. Just wanna let people know the Angry Whopper is for a limited time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Instagram, a Twitter, a Facebook. We are also now on YouTube. There is yes. a YouTube playlist with all of the episodes so far with some nice visualizations in there, including a little bit of custom art that Mason helped me out with. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my beautiful art. And you can watch those videos. You can like them. You can dislike them. You can uh, leave comments underneath them. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Uh, but also just in general, if, if you know, you, you feel lazy about sharing any particular thing 
um youtube is the one to share like people don't tend to share stuff on itunes i think on youtube people will link it in their facebook or whatever all the dang time so if there's an episode in particular that you like and you felt like saying hey these guys are pretty funny uh just go ahead and pick that one out of the playlist and throw that link in your facebook feed or whatever totally fine yep we facebook will not stop feed you. or myspace feed or whatever mm-hmm. um what else treasure trail uh, H-I-G-A-I show.com is also a good website to link people to. It and is. I've yet to get, uh, a single, uh, limitation in my email inbox. Well, the people don't want us restricted, Luke. The people, they, they love when we just freestyle it. They don't want to hold us back. I still, I still said it. I still said that the first one, maybe only once, but at least the first one. We would incorporate. And so mm-hmm. there's still a chance. H-I-G-A-I show at if gmail.com. If you motherfuckers tell us not to use the letter E, I'm sorry. I'm going to fail at that one. Well, I mean, the concept of down, you know, eventually um, us having, like, contributed uh, full episodes, like, oh, do an episode on this, or if it's, you know, so, however that would work if it's sponsored or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept of, of that is, like, there are ones we just straight up couldn't or shouldn't do, like things that are too specific or not specific enough. Um, but, I mean, who knows? We've certainly taken on challenges that I didn't expect. Speaking of which, Mason, it's your turn to pick it our is, challenge for next it week. It is my turn. Okay, so I'm, I've got my, uh, my post-it notes here of all the things that I set up for myself that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at two options in particular. And I'm going to let you tell me, do you want to go big or do you want to go small? Ooh. Hmm. I'm looking around for a coin to flip. Um, I feel like musical instrument was, was kind of big in the sense that, we took it in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. and I, I i feel like we have if we have an ebb and a flow that we go big and then small like we went what was it planet to breakfast cereal that was a nice little ebb and flow yeah, uh, yeah. so so i'm gonna say let's go small we're going small yeah all right so next week listeners my brother luke and i we are going to make a mythological creature hey yeah. a mythological creature Next yeah, mermaids week. and centaurs and harpies and this. Mmm. Sounds good. On the next episode. Okay. So, uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, please. 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 Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Get out. Yep. 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 Yep.